This episode of the Better Every Shift podcast is sponsored by The Fire Store. Learn more about getting the gear you need at prices you can afford by visiting thefirestore.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Better Every Shift podcast. My name is Aaron Zamzow. I will be your host. I am a fire lieutenant. I'm also a writer here for Fire Rescue One. I am not alone, though, as your host and the leader of this uh, podcast journey. With me, as always, is the commander, Janelle Fasquets, who is the editor-in-chief of Fire Rescue One. Janelle, how are we today? I'm doing great. I'm really fired up for today's show. I mean, we have quite a guest lined up. Quite an unbelievable guest. I got the opportunity to interview Joe DeSena. Now, if that name kind of sounds familiar, he's been on Joe Rogan. He's been on Tim Ferriss. He's been on, I believe, almost every top 10 podcast. And now, of course, he's right here on the Better Every Shift podcast. Joe DeSena is uh, famous for creating Spartan races and these, these obstacle races. Spartan now owns Tough Mudder. They own DECA. Joe DeSena has also written five different books, four or five different books. A couple have been on the New York Times bestseller list. And he is a highly energetic, highly motivating individual. So, of course, between him and I, there's a lot of energy there. Janelle, you got to hear our, our interview. What did you take from that? Oh, man, he's such a straight shooter. I really appreciate his very common sense approach to being healthy and all of his backstory about kind of how he got into this endurance sports model. But he's like, incredibly relatable too because he knows that not everybody is going to go into the endurance sports route but he's very motivating in terms of you got to do something and here's how you start and he has great tips about you know as a as a big fan of calendars like get something on the calendar just have something to look forward to that why give you your why and he's just he's just been fantastic and you know his original vision was to get 100 million people healthy and off the couch, only 93 million to go, he says. But then you threw out the 1 million firefighters, and that led us down a whole different path, which was pretty incredible. Very incredible to see just how genuine he is about his goal. He, he offered in 2024 any first responder, firefighter, EMT, medic, their first Spartan race or Tough Mudder or DECA, whatever, whatever race Spartan owns, what the brand does will be on Joe DeSena. So we have a link where you can click on that and leave your name and email and information. They are going to contact you and give you a code that will comp you on any race. Joe is big on, you know, creating like systems and saying, Hey, you need something, you know, that, like you said, he put that date on the calendar and it's really kind of matches what we are talking about with our resilient 50 challenge. And so he's, I, I always, I said, I'm kind of like a mini Joe. And again, I threw out like, Hey, in the first uh, responder realm, we need motivators like you. And he said, I'm in. And I think as you listen to Joe, he's genuine, he's relatable, and he's really on board with helping firefighters, EMTs, medics, and our, our listeners to get more healthy, to get off the leathers, as I say, and to really get more active. So I'm just super grateful for his time, super grateful for his passion. And, you know, to follow up with that, I've talked to his people now numerous times and they're all in, on board with not only giving the first Spartan race to, to individuals in the fire service, 
you know, they're going to comp that, but they also encourage fire departments to reach out to help, you know, promote recruitment possibilities through the fire department at their races. They can volunteer to help with, you know, the kids races just to get, you know, more awareness in, in the communities. And, and so the challenge here to you as the listener is get off your butt. Joe Senna is going to help us sign up for a race. I'm doing one in June. If you want to challenge me to do one with your crew, I'm in. Uh, if you want to uh, look into a race and get your fire department and or you know union, whatever organization more involved with Spartan, send us a message at bettereveryshift at firerescue1.com and I will get you in touch with the people at Spartan. I think the biggest thing to take from this is there are people that are willing to help us. We need to help ourselves. We need to build each other up and we need to get off our butts. And Joe DeSena is going to help us do that. So listen up and again, take advantage of this wonderful opportunity. With that, here's Joe DeSena, everybody. Hey, thanks for being here. We have the world famous. I call him a legend because I'm kind of like a mini you in a way. This is Joe DeSena, everybody. Joe has taken time out of his day to help Talk about motivating firefighters, EMTs, first responders, trying to, I'm trying to recruit them a little bit to help us change our culture. We're going to do a little bit of uh, a brainstorming, but you know what, Joe, I, what I, I love is the story of your neighbor. I, I wanted to start with that because of the three lessons that your neighbor taught, because, you know, as firefighters, we we're very guarded. We're like, who's this outsider coming in, trying to help us. When I heard this story, I'm like, he's one of us. So I'll, I'll let you tell it. It's awesome. First of all, I'm a mini you. You're not a mini me. <laughs> uh, second, second off, I grew up in Queens, Howard Beach, Queens, uh, organized crime capital of the world for whatever reason. I was there in the 70s. My, my parents um, were living the lifestyle of an Italian back then around organized crime, which was, you know, smoking cigarettes, eating garbage food, uh, not a lot of activity. My mom's mom had cancer. My mother was smart enough to like seek a new way. Like what could she do to save her mom? Walked into probably the only health food store on the entire East coast at the time. This is early seventies meets a Yogi. The Yogi just landed at JFK airport from India. He somehow convinces my mother in that meeting in this little health food store to give up all the junk food, to start meditating, to start doing yoga. And believe it or not, this yogi believed in long distance running. That day, my mom comes home, gets rid of the sausage and peppers that my grandfather and I had. We were planning on eating that Sunday. And she turns her life around 180 degrees. No surprise, my parents end up divorced. Myself, my friends, the rest of our family think my mom is nuts and crunchy. And this is so weird. We want our raviolis back. And she was right. You know, you fast forward 40 years, she was right. We, we were all wrong. And back then there was no Lululemon, there was no Whole Foods. Anyway, and by the way, you got to hand it to a woman or any human being that's willing to stand up against normal because, yeah. because it's a hard thing to do. And she did it and she did it for a long time and I resisted it. Anyway, I'm making a push at that time to get over to my father's house where I could have Chinese food and regular food and get away from the monks in my living room that are chanting and the 10 miles my mother's running. And my neighbor, my father's neighbor at the time was the head of the banana organized crime family. And he saw what was going on in my family. 
and he needed somebody to clean his swimming pool. So he said, kid, come over here. I was, you know, pre-teens. He said, meet me Saturday at my house, which was right next door to my father. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to set you up. You're going to clean my pool. And if you do a good job, I'll get you some other customers. Mm -hmm. So my father explained everything to me to make sure I didn't screw it up. And I went next door and, and I sat down, his name was Joe. And he said, uh, I'm going to teach you three things. Number one, if you're coming here at 8 a.m., if you're supposed to meet me at 8 a.m., you show up at 745 on time is late. He said, number two, if I'm paying you to clean the pool, you should also straighten up the shed, clean the window, straighten up the lawn furniture. Even though I'm not paying you for that, you got to make yourself invaluable. And then number three, don't ask me for money. You'll get paid if you do a good job. And that was that was a little confusing because, you know, here I am. I'm supposed to be working to get paid. And in many instances, we know people, including our own lives, where we we show up with our hand out. And he was he was saying, don't have your hand out. We'll take care of you. Don't worry. And. I was young enough and impressionable enough that it really it really stuck with me. And before you know it, following those, that, those simple rules from the most unlikely source, uh, the boss of, a, of an organized crime family, I built a business. I had 700 customers by the time I gra graduated college. We were we were doing tremendous revenue. I had trucks and backhoes and excavators and bobcats. And I was like building my own building on a major thoroughfare there in, in Queens and all because of those three lessons. And, and they're not just applicable in business. They're just applicable across, across life. No one, no one likes anybody that shows up late. No one likes anybody that doesn't go the extra mile, go above and beyond. And, and no one likes anybody that shows up with like, how do I get paid before you even provide any value? So I, I think I'm sure fire, I'm sure firefighters and uniform services live that life. Yeah. So right now we got all every ear is going, all right, this guy knows us a little bit because that's basically my academy. That's what they said. Right. Like, I mean, th those basic guidelines and that's propelled you through. I mean, you've had so many successful businesses. I don't know how many you've done ultra marathons. You've you've done 14 Ironmans in a year. Uh, I got I, the question I always want to know, like when someone like 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 you does all these things, first of all, most people probably say, oh, it's, it's, it comes easy for you, right? Do you ever hear that? And what, what does that make you feel like, strangling them? Well, a couple of things. One is um, you should always stretch, and then we'll get into the science and the bi biology of all of us, but you should always stretch what is possible. Let's go back to that comment I made earlier about normal. Normal changes with every year that passes. Normal gets softer. Normal creates more limits. No, like, Think about what normal was in the 1800s. Normal was, we're going to get on a horse and ride across the country. We're going to get attacked maybe by Indians. We're going to get uh, charged by buffalo. Uh, that was normal, right? Uh, normal today is I can't park in this parking spot. That's an extra 20 feet to walk to the, <laughs> the door. Right. right? Like, I, there, I can't believe there's no Wi-Fi on the airplane. So, so you got to pay attention to normal, you gotta you gotta completely stretch what is possible. I was lucky that Yogi, that taught my mother those lessons, started a race in Queens, New York, called the Transcendence Run. It's a thirty-one hundred mile foot race around a one mile loop that still exists today. If you're a young person like me, that's around all these organized crime guys, that's around business, it's building my own business that sees. 
a 3,100 mile foot race that takes 50 to 60 days. Now, normal for me is completely different what normal is for other people, right? So now fast forward in my life, I, I aspire to go to Wall Street. I go to Wall Street, I build a business. I get into finally the stuff that my mother was preaching that I was resisting. I get into it all. And so I'm introduced to 300, 400, 500 mile races. And I'm thinking that's not so bad compared to a 3,100 mile race. Now, now if normal for me was a 5K, if that was like the Olympics and that was the thing my mother was talking about and there's no way you can complete a 5K, I would have never went out and did three, four, 500 mile races, right? But I, I had a different frame of reference in my mind and maybe a better analogy and a better way to understand it is if you're from Eastern Europe, and you've lived on the Ukrainian border and you've lived through this or the, the Palestinian border and you live mm -hmm. through this, what we're seeing today, and you come to America years later and you're dealt some bad news during the day, you're going to brush it off because of the way you grew up. Your normal was so crazy that you can deal with anything. So anyway, step one, throw normal away, stretch your goals to ridiculous goals and, and, and what is possible. Um, step two, for me was I, I quickly realized that I was lazy. I had no motivation, at least not to do the things I wanted to do. Maybe some people would have looked at me as a young person and said, wow, he's not lazy. He's incredibly motivated. But I dealt with the same things in my mind that everybody else was dealing with. I just dealt with them differently. And I found that if I had a date on the calendar, if, if, if I had to deliver something to a professor, if I had to deliver something to a customer, my dad, my dad probably taught me this. My dad said to me, my dad had a business where they delivered air freight. And he said to me, you know what makes us so good? I said, what makes you so good? He said, the plane leaves at seven o'clock. If we don't get the freight to the plane, it's leaving with or without us. And, and so by having those deadlines that he had to meet, it made him better. It made his company better. And so I, I guess I was mulling that around in my brain and thinking, I need the same thing. I need dates on my calendar. So I started doing these races. And by having a race on the calendar, just like my dad that had to deliver the freight to that plane, or just like a boxer that has a, a match coming up in the ring, I was forced to go to bed early, to wake up early, to eat healthier food, to lose weight, to train. I was forced to do all that stuff. Otherwise, I was going to be an embarrassment to myself and others the date I had to deliver. Now, it so turns out, I didn't know this, it so turns out after doing 700 podcasts myself, there's actual biology here. The human brain is optimizing for um, relaxation, for comfort, for, for not expending energy. It wants to protect itself. It doesn't want to go to the gym and work out for three hours. That's dangerous. It doesn't want to go outside in the sun or the cold or the rain. That's dangerous. So the brain subconsciously and consciously is saying no all the time. Don't do that. Too dangerous. Too much energy. Sit down. Relax, which was very helpful for about one million years on the planet when it was it, it was required. Right. Right. It's no longer required. It's way too safe. We are way too complacent. And so if you could recognize that, if you could recognize that if you had a date on the calendar, you could actually beat biology. At least I, I have and and force yourself into doing the things 
your brain consciously and subconsciously doesn't want to do. Very long-winded answer, but that's the answer. But I, you know what, though, what you just hit was what almost all of our leaders that I've had on this Better Every Shift podcast talk about. You're talking about being on, getting uncomfortable. You can't grow until you go through that uncomfort zone, right? You can't grow. You, you, uh, the bio, again, the biology, uh, look, you and I go into the gym, we do bench press, we do curls, we do some squats. We know we've been hearing it for a long time that that stimulates muscle growth, that, that, uh, discomfort, that stress that we put on the, the, the physical body, uh, stimulates muscle growth so that it could handle that same stress or more the next day, the next week. No different than taking a cold shower, no different than starving yourself a little bit and not eating a meal. Um, you have to have good stress that you put on your body in order to grow. Think I've met a lot. You probably met a lot of World War II vets um, or people that have gone through really traumatic things in their early life. And they're and they're still kicking at 90 something years old. And I say to myself, you know, I bet you that stress that they dealt with actually helped them. I, look, yeah. you and I decide that we're going to grow some plants and you want to put the plants outside where the plants could grow on the side of the mountain with the wind blowing and storms and they got to wrap their roots around the rock. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Let's put the plants in the greenhouse. They'll be safe. They'll get water and fed on time. Which plant is going to be stronger? Your plant. Your plant is going to be stronger. Like living on Park Avenue is like living in a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Living on the border of Ukraine, Russia is like living outside, uh, wrapping your roots around a rock. Exactly. Well, and yours, here's the other problem though. Yours might yield a good, um, you know, crop the first year, but what happens when a, a storm comes, tears your greenhouse down? Done. Here, yeah. The other plant is there. That's so right. how do you get, and this is the, this is a million dollar question. How do you get to be that plant on the side of that rock? And in the fire service, we're getting enough stress. But dealing with it and facing it sometimes we're not the best at. So let's well, talk about so resilience a little bit. Yeah. So you know? here's the problem, guys. And, uh, you know, the problem is stress is okay if you can respond to it physically. Stress is not okay if you don't respond to it physically. What do I mean by that? The lion shows up a thousand years ago and chases us. We run, we're out of breath, we climb that physical response is uh, helps us shake off the actual stress of the lion. If we're in a car and we're in traffic and we're late to an appointment and we get bad news on our cell phone while we're in the car and we're just gripping, just gripping the steering wheel, that's not a good response. We need to get out of the car, do some burpees, take a swim, you know, take a cold plunge. That physical response to the stress we just received in the car makes it balance out. So if you're a, a uniform services or a fire department and you're, and you're constantly dealing with stress, but you're, you're solving it with Doritos and shitty habits and not sweating, you know, you're fucked. No, you're fucked. You are. That's what the research shows us. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm, I'm so excited to have you on because this gets into, you know, this is how Spartan was kind of founded, right? This is where you started to, I think you came up with what you described too as a Spartan paradox, right? Like you always needed something on your calendar to keep you going. Yeah. Like, like a lot of people say, I'm just texting somebody to bring me a charger. Cause I see my computer. I'm clearly, I'm clearly not as organized as I sound and not as, 
as I sound here, but I'm gonna have. You know what? It's great because it's you're you're human. Hey, everybody, Joe DeSena is human. Uh, He's done some things that you don't think that he is, but right, he's yes, he's just like you and I. He has the same stresses with uh, relationships, right? There's things that you've talked about with wife and kids, and um, you know schedules. Like you've built this this empire, but you are you're not just you know, blowing smoke. And I love the, uh, obviously the analogy here, like you have stress too, and you deal with it the same way. I'll tell you some some stress. I'll tell you this morning, I went through it this morning. I got punched in the face. The last three years have been the hardest three years of my life because of COVID and the business and this and that. But, but this morning, one of the things we've been banking on as a company is the government owes us a bunch of money uh, based on some, you know, COVID programs. We haven't been able to access that money until we get some of our audits done. Our audits are behind because when we had COVID, people stopped coming in the office, stopped opening mail, stopped putting documents where, where they're supposed to go and, and spreadsheets. So this morning I get this news from a, a new accounting service provider that we missed the deadline, that we're not going to be able to get this big government you know, fund that we were banking on the last two years. And, and it just keeps getting pushed out because we got to we're not, we missed the deadline. It was, it was October, 2023. The stress that I felt this morning when I heard this was like, no, uh, like, so I walked out of the office that I'm in right now talking to you. And I just started banging out some burpees because I, because I knew I said, if I don't, if I don't have a physical response to this news I just received and what I'm internalizing, I'm doing some real damage to myself. And I got done with the burpees. I got a text. They had the year wrong. We got another year. <laughs> 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 Woo! But, but what a great learning opportunity, I think. And even for our listeners, right? So this happens to us all the time. You have a, we have a bad call, bad situation. You know, there's a lot of egos within the fire service. And I know I'm guilty of this too, where someone's just set me off that day. Yeah. And sometimes you, you got to find something physical. Sometimes it's even just deep, some deep breaths. Um, I know burpees are your go-to. So like not everybody that's listening here, like you don't have to just do burpees, but go for a walk, try to figure out a tool, use this as a tool. Right. And that's building. That's, that's part of building resilience, right? That's like step one of a long steps, right? What else would you recommend? I mean, how, how else do we start getting our firefighters to think more out into building this resilience? Well, you got to have a date on the calendar. Um, you've got to, because with that, Date on the calendar is really your why or your purpose. So that's your reason for doing the hard things, for fighting your internal system that's trying to shut you down every day. Uh, We could talk about a New Year's resolution. We could talk about you want to be a great dad to your young children. We could talk about your wife says that you should be in shape. Uh, You help firefighters. Yeah, you're, you're wanting to be. Well, we could talk about all those things. But for most of us, those are not big enough whys. Um, a date on the calendar is a big enough why where it scares you into doing the work. And so for me, I just kept putting dates on the calendar because I needed it. The more, and like, as soon as I was done with an event, get another date on the calendar, get another date, just constantly be forcing myself to do the work. Um, the other thing is set yourself, set yourself up for success. If you buy shitty foods and you have them in the house, you're going to eat them. Don't have them in the house. Right. Like and, and talk to like I talk to my wife about my wife will buy stuff for me and the kids and her rationale, just like my dad. My dad used to do the same thing. 
well, everybody ate it. I said, dad, but if it wasn't here, no one would have eaten it. Right. That's so, huge in the firehouse. Cause I, you know, our guy, I always hear it like, well, you're going to hear it if you, if you cook really healthy. And I'm like, well, you're going to hear it if you don't cook healthy. It doesn't matter. Like our, you know, our culture, we kind of razz each other. I'm like, might as well cook healthy. So people feel better. I mean, a, a thing just popped in my head. If we, if, you know, how many fire stations do you think roughly across the country? Oh, I don't know. A couple thousand. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. crazy number. Let's say 5,000 fire stations. Um, so 5,000 fire stations. What if there was a ranking each week on how they ate? Uh, I'm very hard to do. I'm, I'm just having fun here, but like, yeah. you know, some kind of competition, uh, date on the calendar, uh, set yourself up for success. Let's make sure we don't have in the firehouse the stuff that tempts us to drink or eat crappy food, some sort of competition. So every week it's gamified and we're hearing that, you know, local you fill in the blank is winning because they haven't had any processed food all week. Um, you know, honor system, right? Yeah. And and then maybe we're 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 competing in these events. I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to gamify yeah. this thing because don't forget, you and I and all the firemen and women out there, we are being sold all day, every day by you know advertisers, by with products that are incredibly addictive. Um, they're perfectly designed to not just eat one chip, but eat a hundred chips you know yeah which happens to be seventeen thousand servings right like yeah. serving size is so small yeah and so like we have to counterbalance the fact that the society is actually rooting against us they want us to buy more product and the way to get us to buy more product is to is to sell us psychologically and then sell us biologically with with the you know all the sensations that trigger dopamine and the like the phones, by the way, disaster as well. I mean, look, walk around the firehouse. I'd be shocked if everybody's not just staring at their phone like they are in my house. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's, that's part of, I, I believe that's part of it too. And, and that goes into some other issues that we have with trainings and attention span. And, but, but I, you know, I, I, I truly believe in it. And just by listening to, to you, uh, you know, on other podcasts and, and just by our conversations, I think, you know, it all plays into it when you eat poor you feel poor you per and, and you look for outlets because you don't feel good. So you look at what your phone and like you had said, sweets and you don't move because the body says, eh, yeah, rest is okay. Right. And I, I agree with you hundred percent. We got to keep challenging each other to improve the fire store, equipping protectors with passion. Every decision we make as a company is about you, our customer. We wouldn't be where we are today without you. And we don't take that lightly. We understand that having the right gear can mean the difference between life and death. Our goal is to get you the gear you need, when you need it, at prices you can afford. Visit us at thefirestore.com for everything but the truck. And shop our family of brands, including Streamlight, MSA, Lion, Fleer, and more. Now let's get back to the show. You sent out uh, an email like a couple days ago, I read, and you had someone in there who's 45 years old and their joints hurt them and they... They want to get better shape. You just don't know where to start. And I, and I just, I, I loved your approach to that because if somebody's listening to this thinking, oh, I'm not going to do ultra marathons or I'm not going to do Ironmans. I mean, that's not what you're really always saying. You're saying what, like to that 45 year old who's got poor joints. Do uh, you remember how, how you answered that? But oh, I, I mean, nah, I, listen, at the end of the day, you got to do something. 
It doesn't, ha it doesn't have to be everything. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, an Ironman. It doesn't have to be a Spartan race, but you got to do something. Every single day, our body has to break a sweat. You have to drink more water. You should probably eat. I say probably because I want to meet people where they are. I don't want to shock them, but you should eat more salad. Uh, that doesn't mean all salad all day, um, but you should eat more salad. And, and don't turn your salad into a pizza. But, but do, do something every single day. And if your joints hurt, they're going to hurt a hell of a lot more if you're not doing anything. So figure it the fuck out. Sorry for the, the language, but I'm trying to make a, accentuate a, a point here. And, um, you know, when I was growing up, all those guys I just talked to you about, the, the, the common um, look of, of a 50-year-old guy was very overweight, was smoking a cigar, was having a drink every night. And they were like seven eighths of the way through their life. They were done. Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. I mean, I feel, I feel incredible and I'm yeah. 55. Like I feel incredible. And so you can feel incredible. Well, Joe, what about your knees? You've done all these, my knees are fine. I'm not, I'm not on a track sprinting every day. Like I run slow, whatever. I, I need, everything's fine. Knock on wood. Yeah. Well, part of it too is your nutrition. I, I think a lot of guys, even in the fire service, you know, we talk about, Hey, stop eating the, the, the inflammatory foods. And it actually does affect your, your, you know, how your knees and your shoulders and joints feel. I I'm, I'm turning 52, my friend. And, and I just signed up, I'm doing a Spartan race and I, I feel better than I did the last couple of years because simple habits, right? Like, Simple habits. You talked about water, moving more. What are what are some of the other habits that you follow every single day, and that you would tell people at least? You know, you, you said water, move more. What else you got? Yeah. So I, uh, you wake up in the morning. First of all, go to bed early if you can. If, I know it's hard if you're a firefighter, or you you work a night shift, but but go to bed early. I'm I'm sleeping by nine thirty. Uh, wake up early. I first thing in the morning, knock out a bunch of water. Uh, right as soon as you wake up, drink drink a bunch of room temperature water. Before you even brush your teeth, before you put chemicals in your mouth, uh, rinse your mouth out, swallow it all. It's great for your stomach. Get that water down. Uh, take a cold shower if you don't have a cold plunge. If you got a river or a cold plunge, jump in the cold. Doesn't have to be for very long. Just shock the body, and then go get a workout in. Uh, Jack Elaine, you guys might or might not remember him. Uh, I know his wife pretty well. She said to me, uh, Jack and her used to say, "You got to earn your breakfast." So, so get, get a, yeah, get a sweat on, get that workout in after, after you've uh, done the cold and, um, and you don't have to eat breakfast till 9am uh, in a perfect world. You know, if you have a normal schedule, 9am breakfast, um, try not to sit all day. I stand at a desk all day. I get little micro workouts in. Um, I got my go-to salad every night. My wife makes me a cucumber salad, black olives, red onions, apple cider vinegar, and a little bit of oil. I could eat it every single day the rest of my life. And I do, I try to do a little exercise after dinner because I don't want to go to bed un, undigested and I'm in bed. I rinse and repeat. I do it every day. I get yeah. that workout in the morning. I don't eat, I try not to eat too late, you know, try to try to have your last meal by five or six, if that's possible. One of the big, big mistakes we make as a society is we eat late and, and we go to bed right on that full stomach. And then we wake up again and we're shoveling food in our mouth before like, the, the, the body is not a uh, drive through garbage disposal. It cannot deal with nonstop influx of food. It needs a break. Yeah. All the so. toxins, right? It needs to be able to flush it. Uh, yeah. You know, whether it's you're breathing them, like we breathe a lot of chemicals, but uh, 
it doesn't help when you're eating the, the same chemicals and, and you're not hydrating and trying to get them flushed out. And you talk about sleep, mental health is huge in, in the, for firefighters, but you need to be, have, you know, good restful sleep in order to help flush the brain, right? Same thing. So uh, you're talking resilience, you're talking build these habits, start doing them every single day. Where do you find the motivation? Is it go back to that? Put it goes back, on, yeah, the, goes, on the calendar, man. It goes back to that calendar. Um, and, and after you've done it for a while, after you've done it as long as I have, you actually feel worse if you don't do the thing. So, so if whatever reason I'm traveling, my schedule's all screwed up and I haven't worked out first thing in the morning, it's driving me crazy all day. And I've got to figure out a way to get the workout in and check that box. Because don't forget, I also, every chance I get, tell everybody in the world that this is the way I do my life. This is the way I live. And so if I miss that day, I feel like a fraud. And it bothers me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, I want to I uphold uh, that integrity. And so uh, you live a certain way. Uh, you follow a protocol, you have a date on the calendar, you make sure you scream it from a rooftop so that you're held accountable to yourself and, and others around you. And, and, and then rope, rope people in, you know, do a challenge with the, the other guys and gals in, in the fire station and say, this is what we're doing. It doesn't have to be, it could be for seven days, seven day challenge. Seven days turns into 14, 14 turns into 140 before you know it, five years goes by. Yeah. And that's how you and I are. I swear, man, like I said, I'm your, I'm a mini, mini Joe or wannabe Joe, I guess. Cause we came up with something called the resilient 50, where you, you set seven habits, you follow them for 50 days. Um, and then we actually just got the coins in today when they, we send them a coin, just friends of the show that do that. And, but I think, right. Like build that a challenge of that. It doesn't have to be seven habits. Like you said, Hey, everybody try to drink 80 ounces of water a day. You're on your own. See if you, if everybody can do that, then add another habit. And then when you get 50 or 60 together, then, hey, what's next? Let's do a Spartan race with Zam on June 2nd in Montana, which is where I'm going next. And I challenged another uh, one of our guests to that. And I think you have to build your way up is what you're saying. Like, start where you're at. How can you improve each day? Then use things like Spartan. Use challenges with each other. You know, because we're an ego-filled firehouse, man. There's a lot of egos in there, but... I, I think, uh, you know, just reiterating what you're saying is start challenging each other to make improvements, not to, you know, smoke how many cigars or whatever, <laughs> eat big steaks. Uh, yeah. oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So what else, what else can you, you give us? I mean, you, you, you started Spartan with that kind of idea and, um, you know, looking at society, your goal is, uh, you know, to motivate a hundred million people to improve their, their, their lives through health and fitness. And, I'm going to add on there, including 1 million first responders, firefighters, EMTs, because I'm, 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 I'm trying to, to, the 1 to, million, to help us. Listen, the 1 million firefighters have a free race on me. I just want to help the world. I definitely want to help those that help the world. So um, there is no society without uniform services, right? Like it just doesn't work. So oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to lean in and, and support any fire station in the country that wants to like bolt on to one of our events, it's on us. You guys could uh, go out there, put out a boot. We can motivate everybody to donate, raise 10, 15 grand. It's on us. Um, you could rally the whole community on us, like whatever you want. I want you to view every one of our races, Tough Motor, Spartan, Deck, whatever, 
as your that literally you could say you don't have to say joe owns it anymore you could say the local xyz fire station it's their race so it's on whatever wow. so wow that's awesome so if anybody's listening uh, you just heard that right from the man joe DeSena, who said let's get more first responders involved set that spartan race up get your whole department involved and that can change their culture right like that's why you believe in like in this choosing an event that's why you that's really why you came up with Spartan is because you're seeing that effect, right? Do you have, do you have a couple of stories that stick with you about how you've made that impact? There was one in particular, a uh, city field guy walks up to me, shakes my hand. He says, Sarah, I'm a, I'm a veteran. I'm a firefighter. I was just in a really dark place. I had a gun to my head. He goes, and I remembered I had a race coming up. So I put the gun down and I'm here racing. I said, well, and he's tearing up and I'm tearing up. And he, and I said, you now have a race on your calendar, rest of your life on me. Like you're not <laughs> going down on our watch. So I get those stories all the time. I, you know, walked up to a woman, she, she was stabbed 37 times by an ex-boyfriend. She found like, there's so many transformational stories and, and, you know, we don't really do much. We, we lay out some barbed wire. We, we hang some ribbons to follow a course, put up a few ropes, but the community, and, and the challenge that it is and the feeling afterwards uh, really does transform people the same way. I think, you know, you transform iron into steel, right? You pound it, you heat it, you drown it. Um, I, I think it's hard for people to transform if they're just reading a book, if they're just at a conference, you actually got to go do the work. Yeah. And when this, like you said, it's on the, the calendar, you have to create that plan, set those habits and then, you know, go do it. And I think if, you know, like with, for us, if we make this, like you said, a challenge, try to see which departments can get more people involved with it. Uh, I, I think that's a really great step and you, you know that, but um, for all those firefighters that are listening, I mean, what else would you say, you know, would leave us with some parting kind of wisdom and, and, shoot well, for and, and use? Here's what I would say, uh, because those firefighters out there that are listening know that the reality of, of life is death. We're all going to die. Nobody gets out alive. And I would say, I can't imagine if any of us were on our deathbed that we would say, I wish I was a little fatter. I wish <laughs> I was a little, a, you know, a little less healthy. I wish I, 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 I sat on the couch more. I wish, I wish I watched more TV. Like we're never going to say that we're going to say, you know, I wish I got after it. And so, um, get after it, get after <laughs> it, find something challenge those around you. And my last question, we're all about being better. Joe, how are you working to get better every day? Oof, how am I working to get better every day? I got to spend more time uh, actually looking my kids and my family in the eyes and talking to them. Um, I got to work on that. I am, yeah. I am all over the place. I'm running from meeting to meeting, from uh, call to call. And uh, yeah, I got to work on that. So being more present. More present. All right. Well, yeah. can you, would you come back sometime and, and I'll come back every day? Are you kidding me? If you could figure out, if you and I could figure out how to get every fire uh, department signed up for a race on us, no charge. We'll do it every day. Right. Cause you know, signing up, getting them there means they got to train for it. Yeah. And that's where we make the difference because that's it takes it. dedication. Well, thank you. Uh, I can't take you enough. Honestly, man, I'm, I'm floored. Um, I'm excited to see the response. I'm excited to to help, um, you know, try to promote 
just the idea of trying to get people in, in better shape. And, and uh, I'm on board with you and uh, you're on board with us. And uh, I'm going to send you a coin and uh, I can't wait for our future conversations. And oh, by the way, I didn't even mention you want to read more. Joe's got a couple of great books. Look at See, told you I'm, I'm we, got, uh, we got we got books. We got um, by the way, here's an interesting one. I just wrote a book with Ben Askren. He's a famous fighter. He fought Jake Paul. He was a UFC fighter, wrestler. Um, it's not published yet. If anybody out there w- wants to read it and give us some feedback, we're about to push a button and publish it. That's a first. You don't always get to read a book before it's published. Yeah, that's um, cool. Happy Will to you- share. Should I, uh, you'll, you'll, will you share a link with the show notes? Can we do that? We could, we could share a link. I don't think I could share a link. What we could do is anybody that's into it, get you their email and then I'll just send it out to them. Okay. And All they right. can e- email me at better every shift at fire rescue one.com. And, uh, we'll, we'll start to get that information out and we'll leave some notes, uh, and follow up things. Thank you so much. You just made my week. Hopefully uh, thousands of firefighters are going to start changing their lives right now. Better. I hope taking one step at a time. All right. You're Go to awesome. Santa, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Take care.